kidding around. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Hey, how about this guy? He's all right. Hey. <laughs> Who wants a um, strawberry? Um, strawberry or strawberry? Strawberry. 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 Thank you. There's a new log that's made out of straw. Thank you very that's much. That's good. That's good. There we go. Progressive Rugby League. PRL time. Hello everybody, the Slugs here and all three of us are back together in the studio once again. Jono, welcome. Oh, the memories. It's great to be back. Hi guys. Big Al, did you miss me? I, I miss you terribly for two reasons. One, uh, I, I said in the last episode, I need you to tell me to do things. <laughs> I was getting out of, I was getting up in the mornings and just standing there. I'd normally have you to say, yeah. get, get underpants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say didn't know that, what to do. I say that to everyone, though. <laughs> yeah. Just no matter what the situation it's is. It's good advice. Yeah, it's yeah. great advice. So what are you saying? Jono wasn't bossy enough to to help you out? Well, I think if he thinks that uh, he'll like cruel to be kind, right? So if he just tells me what to do, I'll never learn. Oh, um, I see. Okay. You, you indulge me. <laughs> I was wondering why you were freeballing. I, I must admit, I didn't bring it up, but... You know, I said to my girlfriend afterwards, <laughs> what was that about? Well, anyway, uh, I'm very happy to be back in a slugful week. Slugful, yeah. All right, well, yeah, I mean, um, what's going on? Absolutely. So much has gone on. It's going to be a bumper rep. Round reflections, guys. Who wants to Who wants to drop one on us? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll kick it off. So I mentioned in the last episode that I worked out uh, how to have a wonderful Sunday afternoon simply by ignoring uh, any Tigers games that were going on. Mm. Uh, and that was for the reasons that uh, my I had expectations that were dashed. I was sick of being, you know, let down. So I went away and lost all my expectations. And lo and behold, the Tigers have started. You know, they're now the giant killers. So I defeated <laughs> the Dragons. They defeated Souths. Big Al, I'm worried, man. My expectations are right back up there. I'm flying. The Tigers are on, officially on a run. Uh, they are going to make the finals. Lock it in right now. Big Al says so. And I am super excited. I, I'm, I'm going to be watching every single second of every single match and consuming as much Tigers-related media as I possibly can. What this does mean, though, is that I also need to plot the downfall of teams... <laughs> that I would actually like to see do quite well. Oh, I see. So that means that like, across the weekend, uh, I was death-riding uh, the Warriors. <laughs> I wanted them to lose against Melbourne. I really and I wanted Melbourne to win. I don't, mm. I don't want Melbourne to win ever anymore. No. I've had enough. <laughs> I really want the Warriors to do well. Um, and Cronulla, the Cronulla-Canberra game, I was also death-riding Canberra and wanting the Sharks to... Uh, to, to win and so you could probably blame me for the controversy that came out of that sure. game yeah. so you're an effective death rider yeah so oh, look at, at what at what cost the Tigers appearance I suppose well I think we need to check the Tigers finals appearance check your progressive levels here but you can't wish bad on the Warriors I know Pro- one of the more progressive teams this year you can't Wish good for the Sharks, one of the least. Oh, I know. So this, this, is, this is the habit. My Tiger's habit is, it's, it's, it does things to me. Big Al, can you put your hands over your ears for one moment? I've just got to speak to Slug. Yeah, sure. Slug, I'm worried about Big Al. I know. I you know what I was day. thinking before? We're going to get to a point where we're going to need some restraints of some kind. Absolutely. Yeah. I can see that there's a vein out the side of his head coming out. Oh, anyway, oh. we better get it on the show. Yeah, yeah. So, Big Al. 
Uh, uh, anyway, guys, so as I was saying, yeah, I, I can't believe it. It's it, uh, My expectations are right up there. I'm, I am, like, bouncing off the walls with every Tigers-related thing I hear. I can't wait for Friday night against the Bulldogs. <laughs> the Tigers are going to win that easily. I mean, oh, come yeah, on, man. Yeah. Like I said, we're on a run. Guaranteed. And, and Buy you your finals watch. tickets today. Definitely watch every minute of that. Too. Oh, I'll be, oh, I'll be there. <laughs> Don't you worry. I'll and be the great there. thing about the Tigers, which I'm sure you're aware, Big Al, they're great against the good teams, not so good against the dud teams. So, whew, good luck on Friday. That's going to yes. be great. So, that's my reflection. Oh, Everything's coming up Tigers, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to say too much. Jono. What was it you guys were talking about when I had my fingers in my ears? Oh, just, uh, you know, uh, Jono's brought in some nice strawberries. We were just talking about yeah. how good they were. Cool. That and the weather. Uh, my reflection this weekend revolves around progressive rugby league ladder leaders, the Canberra Raiders, who, <laughs> on the right. weekend... Uh, as you know, they were robbed by the referees. Let's face it, they were very unlucky. And so for the millionth time in sporting history, a team has been dudded by a referee and or umpire. Yeah. And for the millionth time in sporting history, fans of said team have, you know, had a whinge, which is fair enough. It's yeah. understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've all been there. And luckily it was Ricky Stewart who takes these things very well. <laughs> yeah. right. But what I've noticed is a trend in rugby league whingery this year is a new type of whinge it's the whinge in the form of a threat, where people sort of get up and say, oh, I've had enough of this. If this doesn't change, I'm walking away from the game. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's one of the Fans funniest. are being turned away. I've given up on the game. I'm going to go watch yeah. AFL. So, I mean, a, a few things on that. A, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. B, huh? <laughs> uh, but also, if you are going to another sport, if, if you're the type of person who's giving up on a sport because of the way you know, you're unhappy with a few interpretations of rules, mm. you're probably not going to be happy in any sport in the world. Yeah, do we want fair weather fans like that? <laughs> you could probably be a, like chess, I think. That's a pretty chess, black maybe. and white right. sport. But yeah. like, Darts? Good Liter- luck. Literally a black and white sport. Way! <laughs> good luck with the interpretation of the breakdown rule in rugby union. Good luck with the interpretation of, I don't know, the push in the back rule in AFL. Yeah. Good luck with the third umpire in cricket. Yeah. Good luck with the what's, VAR, VAR yeah, in, in right. football what and the offside cats. rule. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what do you say to these people? They're, I mean, they're hilarious. It's hilarious. I say, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, those people, people like to complain about a lot of things. Uh, yeah. People like to make threats. It gives people like an inflated sense of ego, right? Like, yeah. I have this my fandom is something I can threaten you with when really come on man you're as hooked to the game as I am you can't do that even if you want to because they keep coming the next week to say the same thing yeah Yeah. Uh, but can I can I press you on one one topic one point you just raised there so you say they were officially dudded by the referees well I mean that's a consensus you know is that your consensus they were unlucky. Uh, whether they they were very unlucky in that uh, you know that ruling where the video referee should have tidied things up, but he didn't. That should have been a try, and you know there was a forward pass that wasn't. So you know mm. you could add those up. But then again, there's a, probably a few other rulings that went the other way. Is that what you're about to say? No, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't setting you up to have a, a great uh, challenge. <laughs> I was just curious. That's all. So, yeah, like no. I, I assumed you were talking about the the touchy, the raised, raised yes. quick, quick put up, put down, no whistle blow. Yeah whole team stops yeah. runs through and I guess I suppose that broke down with the bunker probably should have just ruled it a knock on is that what yeah. the big controversy is or just I don't know made some common sense ruling where you know maybe it was like a ball up you know in yeah. <laughs> like netball style yeah exactly <laughs> who knows yeah. but yeah that's my reflection so good luck to those people I say to them see ya 
next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you come back. <laughs> and when you you'll do. be back. Yeah, exactly. And in greater numbers. That's right. Um, well, very quickly, my round reflection simply is the fact that I think, and I meant to go back and check this, but I ran out of time. I think this is the first round this year where all the teams we support won in the same round. Wow. Um, which, you know, obviously with one of them being Parramatta, it hasn't really... There's only four, four options there. <laughs> but um, I was also thinking we should get friend of the show, Mido, mm-hmm. who's um, always uh, keen to hear from us, on how long it's been since we've had uh, another round with a total point scored of over 350. Wow. So it was 356 this round. A lot Ooh. of high scoring mm. um, games on both sides. Absolutely. So, um, bit, of, bit of championship style scorelines. Yeah, well, it was, get, to 26. it was getting up to that territory, wasn't it? So, um, the influence know, of championship football. I mean, it's, it's just really taking over. Bleeding the world, over right? into the NRL, yeah. So, no, there, there were my small musings on the matter. Good reflection. Yeah. What it means next is that we've got the PRL mailbag. Wonderful. People have questions. People have thoughts. They write into us. We try to answer them. PRL mailbag. It's the PRL mailbag. Uh, and first up tonight in the mailbag, we've heard from Dan, who uh, wrote into us uh, previously, and Dan says. Uh, a message a few months ago uh, about uh, Toronto's grubbiness. My question this week is a lot less complex. What is a progressive view of the shoulder charge? Uh, also, you mentioned the England Knights in regard to the under-16s, but seemed unsure. As an Englishman, I'd like to clear it up for you. As far as I know, the under-16s and all the age groups are just known as that, i.e. Un- England under-16s. English unders. <laughs> the, That's uh, unders, not undies. Uh, well... Yeah, I'd be involved if they were undies. <laughs> the England Knights are England's second team. It acts as a development team, the top players of the English divisions who aren't exper- experienced enough for the full test team. So kind of like you know Australia A when, sure. when they play cricket. Um, yeah, so, the, yeah, so uh, this season the Knights will be touring PNG for a two-match series. Excellent. Be, oh, that'd be, great. be their test side in October, November. I uh, hope this clears it up for you, and keep up the great work, boys. I love the pod. Oh, oh, thanks, thanks, Dan. That Thank is, you, Dan. You know, wonderful from, feedback. From memory, the first time Dan wrote to us, he came across as by the name of Daniel. Yeah. So now we're on Dan terms, which we're is on great. Dan so terms. We're actually, yeah, yeah. Not, he's not just a friend of the show. He's a friend. Yeah. He's a real friend. You know what, Dan? Next time you're in Sydney town, you know, if, yeah. you, if you need a couch, just let me know. Because Big Al's couch is available. <laughs> you may have to tell him, you know, what clothes to put on in the morning. But and uh, let me just can I give me your wig size so I can get the right Kevin Hardwick ready for you <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, All right, on to his question. So I the suppose. progressive view of the shoulder charge, fellas. We, we've covered this before. We have, but um, briefly. But briefly, um, Slug likes it. That's Slug, you, Slug you, wishes, like the, you like the shoulder charge? I wish it, I wish it was back. I wish it didn't hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish it was back because it added an excitement element that is now not there to the game. Yeah. And, you know, it's a pillar. It's a progressive pillar. Exciting. Keep the game exciting. That's right. <laughs> Look, That's true. For me, I've never watched the game over the last few years and said, gee, I wish 
the shoulder charge was still around. I've never that's never crossed my mind. Uh, I've enjoyed the game over the last couple of years. I think it's been very uh, it's been played in a, a pretty good spirit and entertainment value. Uh, and also with what we know these days about the brain and and what impacts uh, have on the brain and for people's future, I just don't know how you can. At the pro- from a progressive rugby league standpoint, yeah. how you could mm. sort of a- approve of that? Well, you got a sense. What we know, you got a sensible answer there, and a, you know, <laughs> yeah. an exciting answer, I guess. <laughs> the tiebreaker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll have to side with with Jono on this one. Uh, I think the shoulder charge, whilst spectacular mm. to, to look at, uh, what they, it's not like that. It's a thing that is there was happening every single um, like you know various moments throughout every game like every now and then you'd get a really big one and be like oh wow yeah Yeah. how great's rugby league and all that sort of stuff but uh, I think the danger when when it goes wrong yeah like you can't have a legal tackle where a possible outcome is death and that's (laughs) no no I agree with that I agree with that but what where where did we go from it not hurting people as much to it Potentially killing people when when we Greg Inglis, Dean Young. That's when it happened. If you see that in slow motion, Dean Young's head like goes twenty centimeters into into GI's chest, and his body goes the other way. It's disgusting to look. They say that GI still has his face imprint on his chest. Yeah, and also like players over the last twenty years, they just keep getting bigger and bigger every year. Yeah, that's that's say two or three percent bigger every year. So. You know, gradually it's gotten more dangerous, and, and, and more dangerous like, to a tipping point. And it's not like not having shoulder charges has taken away big hits. Big hits still happen. Yeah, you still yeah. see those spectacular, excellent tackles that are just like hard contact. You get that. Yeah, but that's the thing. Down. Don't you reckon there are certain players out there who have learnt to shoulder charge but still you know, make the illusion the of getting an <laughs> yeah, arm up yeah, there somewhere? Stand, yeah, a little bit yeah. straighter and yeah. stick an arm out. But That's right. That's, when you, that's when you start getting protractor out and go, right, the arm was coming up on a <laughs> on this angle. So we're going to consider that a... Um, we'll consider that a tackle. Now, Slug, in your playing days, I'm just wondering why you're coming up with this, this angle. Were you a proponent of the shoulder charge in your playing days? In your glory days? Well, yes, I was. Yes. And purely because... You're bloody did you, did you absorb a few as well? I did. But, yeah, so you've you, you, you got to be able to take some if you give some. That's right. Absolutely. But what was, I like about you... It was more about just, you know, once you're on a trajectory, not wanting to change it. So once you're sure. charging forward, you know, yeah. keep going. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to get around me if you don't want to cop this. It's basically it. Um, so there you go, Dan. Split decision. Split decision. Yeah, look. And you know what? Well, you know what else I'm worried about? Okay, shoulder charge is gone. But like you say, players getting bigger every year. Knees. I'm worried about knees. How are, How's a human knee going to be able to um, going to be able to uh, deal with how big the players are getting? They're getting bigger. <laughs> they're getting muscular. They're, 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 they're getting faster. So they're not they're developing their upper body and not their, and neglecting their well, lower their legs. Do you legs? know how to train a knee? You can, I'm sure. I'm sure a professional football trainer does. How do you build up a knee? You can build up thighs and, and calves. Squats, squats and stuff. And yeah. you know, I thought there was a form of tackle called the knee charge that I just missed for the last. <laughs> well, that, yeah, like the flying knee has become legal. Oh look, it's a, it's a the personal fuck. worry. I'll, I'll take it offline. I'll worry about right, it somewhere okay. else. Thanks, Dan. Um, but thank you, Dan. Um, and then from Matt and Hugh, a uh, quick question. Listening to Bill Simmons' pod talking about would five LeBron Jameses beat five Michael Jordans in a game? Which player is the equivalent equivalent in the NRL now or all time? So you've got a clone, mm-hmm. 
a player 13 times to make the, a one ultimate team. Can I just start by asking who's LeBron James, <laughs> who's Michael Jordan, and who's... What's the other guy? Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons uh, is a podcaster, well-known sports podcaster. Okay. And the so other two do, are do you, really, do you honestly need... <laughs> Oh, basketball. Basketball. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. right. And that's <laughs> that's a that's, that's a non-contact. Sport. It's an indoor rugby league without tackles <laughs> and lots, lots of knock-ons. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, I've got an answer, but do you guys do you guys have one? Uh, I'm going to take uh, a page out of the book of Wayne Bennett on this. Yep. He once said, "If you could uh, name, like, take the ultimate player, yep. which players would you choose?" And he said, "Give me 13 Darren Smiths." So what what year did he say that in? Well, the last year Darren Smith played, I think, it was two thousand five. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm going ninety eight then. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a tricky question because obviously, if you're building a team, you want all your bases covered, right? So, you so want... I guess he's saying who's the best all rounder. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Darren Smith just did what he said the most, or didn't didn't question. Oh him. right. I, oh, I don't know, but he loved Darren Smith, <laughs> and like he probably would have played for you know. You know 30k a year because he wouldn't give up his Stormers job or something well, like he was, that. Yeah, right. so. He was quite versatile too. He played centre. He did. I'm pretty sure uh, he was a second row. professional footballer on the uh, bung- on the bungers on the gas. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, that's Jason, that's Jason Smith. Smith yeah. But Darren Smith was his brother. Probably. Let's assume you're Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, look, yeah, you, I suppose you'd need like a versatile utility style back, a bit, maybe a, a Craig Wing. Yep. What about you a know Craig what? Wing? I've got it. Oh, big Dave Taylor. What? Oh. No, because think about this. He, he's got the, the speed and the body yeah. to be able to be molded into a thousand different versions of that. Yeah. Bulk him up for the forwards, slim him down for the halves. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's got a kicking game. He's got, yeah. There you go. He's got a it's 13, big, 13 big Dave Taylors, just all of varying yeah, size. Yeah. Right. But you need, you'd need unlimited interchange, wouldn't you? Well, that's what, a team of that's what I was Dave about Taylors. to point out. The question states cloned 13 times oh only 13 so no no interchange not 17 <laughs> do you still do you still come up with big dave taylor yeah 13 big dave taylors because uh, you can make you can you can make excuse him... me can i just take an issue here can we stop saying big dave taylor without coltrane in the middle please? Yeah, big big dave coltrane taylor <laughs> yes thank you okay. well i think my 13 craig wings would be would beat your oh, big coltrane dave taylors any day all right, yeah, Craig Wing. Yeah. All right, I'm going to put up very to you. pretty team. I'm going to let you decide. I'm going to have uh, 13 Andrew Johnsons, and the reason I say that is because obviously best halfback sure. in the world, but could run, mm-hmm. could run very well. Put Definitely. him in the outside backs, and also if he got the shits with his forwards for not putting in enough, oh. he would take a hit up. Andrew Johns would take a hit up, and he'd, like, give, it, imagine he'd give it to if them you too. Had Andrew, like if you had your field front row were all Andrew Johnsons, yeah, yeah, you're going to get trampled, man. They're going to get trampled yeah. by... Not by Craig Wing. But... The big Dave Taylor is going to... Big Dave <laughs> Coltrane Taylor is going to run right over the top. Okay, but let's say it's a first tackle and Andrew Johns is running, looking like he's taking a hit up. Are you going to be sure he's just going to take a hit up? Or is he going to shimmy? Is he going to chip and chase? Is he going to do a 40-20? What's he going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what about of the current players? I'd go Tyrone Peachy. Oh, yeah, Obviously, very exciting. Yeah. Secondly, he's sort of that utility. Can play five eight. Can play yeah. center. You know, lock but can even. he play him well? Oh, of course he can. Yeah. He can play Everything him entertainingly. Well? Yeah. Right. I don't know about well, most of the time, entertainingly, yeah. all the time. I know entertainingly is not a word, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he can, can, but you got the meaning across. Okay. Well, here, here's my other one. Gavin Miller. Oh, okay. Now it's a ball playing forward. Could kick. Mm-hmm. Could kick. So he can tackle. He was a tackling machine. Yeah. Played the ball, could do a hit up. Yeah. 
What else do you want? Oh, there's not much speed out wide, I'll give you that. But and Yeah, that, that's where, where my Craig Wing or Tyrone Beachy teams could come over the top. Have you still got your Gavin Miller poster on your wall in your bedroom home? Uh, it's in the toilet, but Good. it's there. <laughs> the back door. <laughs> Good stuff. Gavin, yeah, I know I mentioned Gavin Miller a lot, but... but <laughs> he was brilliant. Uh, been no better ball playing forward. He was, a fir- he was the first per- the first forward I went, forwards could pass? <laughs> <laughs> and pass, like, to set up play? This is amazing. We've got th- him to thank for your short short passing game. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was, you know, I was fairly uh, a bit of a utility myself. Anyway, that wasn't the question. Um, so, I don't know. Matt and Hugh, take your pick out of those. It's a nice, nice topic to think about. Yeah. Mm. All right. Now, Jono, you uh, threw up a meteor topic that you wanted to have a little discussion about, mate. What's that topic? Well, let me provide a bit of context. So, during the week, I was thinking... You know, there's been a bit of controversy about the Toronto Wolfpack about whether the Super League will or will not allow them into the Super League should they be promoted through the qualifiers. And I thought to myself, you know what, whatever happens to the Wolfpack over the next 20 years, whether they go by the wayside or whether they become a great sporting team of North America, either way, it would be just wonderful to be part of that organisation now, be it a player or a member or a supporter or a, you know, a coach, whatever it might be. You'll look back in 20 or 30 years and go, remember when there was a professional rugby league team in Toronto? Yeah. I was part of that. Or, no, look at Toronto now. Mm. I was part of that when it started. So it got me thinking, are there any moments in rugby league history that you wish you were there for? Mm. So, guys, I'll throw it out to you. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, um, before we throw ours in, uh, we had a listener, Dave, reply. Yes who uh, says, definitely Sturlo getting tangled in the banner when they took Origin <laughs> to the US. Yes. So, yeah, that's... That was officially the, the Tui's Interstate Challenge, I think. Is that what it was yeah. called then? I tried looking up some footage earlier. Very grainy. Very, very disappointing footage on YouTube of that, but... Anywho's. Can you imagine the American fans' response to that? Just watching... That was the first thing they saw of rugby league. These arses can't even get through that. I remember some of the the post-game interviews with the crowd were... I mean, there's only one or two, but they were quite... Like, they gushed about the game, saying... I remember there was one guy who had quite the nice 80s mullet said, makes football look like a John Denver concert. (laughs) Concert. So, I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, Jonathan Docking was in that side. I'd forgotten that. Oh, wow. There you go. Well, that guy must have come after that Sturlow moment. Maybe he arrived five minutes in. <laughs> uh, but I'll throw mine in at sure. the start there. I'm going to say 1978 Grand Final. Wow. Playing Manly and Cronulla. Because so you, you get to see two games, essentially. And experience the highs and lows. The highs of a thrilling 11-point draw in one of the games and then a one-sided trouncing in the in the second game. Do you reckon so. you would have got to see both? like, Or would, would you have had to pay... Ticket like rebuy your ticket to go and see the second game. I think you would have had to rebuy your ticket. Yeah, yeah. And was it, it was on a was Tuesday. Play, I was going to say it's so like a Tuesday. There were plenty like, of tickets. <laughs> but like, would you be able nineteen seventy eight? Would you be able to get off work that easily? Well, what am I doing in nineteen seventy eight? Am I? Am, am, am I uh, why have you time? Sort of, why have you time traveled and gone to work? Well, let's let's say okay. I'm, I, I sell chicos, chico rolls. Okay. Um, There's a room here for chicos. Maybe I could take my chico roll van to the to the football on yeah, both and just watch right. it while I'm dishing them out. 
That's a good idea. <laughs> can, I just play, can I just play Progressive Rugby League Devil's Advocate, a.k.a. Wet Blanket, as I often do? Oh, God. He's going to tell us that time travel's not possible? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, well, we've seen point. movies, mate. Hey, was the 78 grand final that, that the most violent grand final of all time, or was that 73? I'm just double-checking. Because as a Progressive Rugby League fan, would we condone going back to see such a violent well, I can, game, I'll, if it was that I'll game. travel back and let no, you know. Yes. I'm not, like, not 100% sure, but yes, I know what you're talking about, but I, don't, I can't remember yeah, off the top okay. of my head which one it is. Anyway, Les, Les Boyd, is, yeah. is that the year, the kind of thing you I believe on? so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a nut. <laughs> I'll, I'll be here, I'm sorry if that offends anybody. Les Boyd was a nut, I'm here to he say. He crazy. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Yeah, I like it. One. Two for the price of one. Big Al? Uh, yeah, my one, uh, not on the field, off the field, uh, the Super League War era. Oh, you want, to be, in, you want to be in a boardroom many, somewhere? Many, many points in that saga where I would have loved to have just been in the room where, yeah. where a decision was made or a tactic was being developed. And it could have been the day on the news side of deciding, yes, this is what we're going to do, yeah. and this is the plan, or the day on April 1, at AR at the uh, at the New South Wales Rugby League or the ARL when yep. the facts came through. Oh yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, by right. the way, or like in the locker room when you know Lachlan Murdoch was giving the sales pitch to to jump flip to Super League. Yeah. Any one of those moments, yeah, I right. would just love to have um, just had a, a, wit- a first-hand witness account of what was going on, or to be like a character that had influence in that. In yeah. one of the things would have yeah, been right. extra, extra. When, when extra they decided extra. that the. Um, South Queensland Crushers would be that weird mustard colour <laughs> in, in, in their jersey. Yeah. I, I, I love the thought of um, all these heavies standing around the fax machine, you know, Ken Arthurson, John Quayle, just waiting for the fax to come through. They hear the beep come through, and then what comes through is just like the menu for the local Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what are you doing? Just stop them. Anyway, that's, that's what I imagine. Yeah, King one. So, uh, so uh, political intrigue is what you're interested mm. in more than... Uh, well, yeah, more than Les Boyd bashing people. Well, see, all those things. Like, there's many a uh, wonderful game that you would have wanted to have to be there, but you can still, in almost all instances, you can get a point of reference from footage that was taken. Yeah. There's no footage of what happened. No, exactly. Yeah. My friends. That's, that's, that's where the real sport is. Great point. Okay, well, mine, it, you know, there's a couple of pillars of progressive rugby league. There's three, in fact. And one, the third one, is it's a funny game. Yeah. And this one goes to that. So in 1978, I think, or 1977, Manfred Moore was an NFL player for the Oakland Raiders, I believe. And he was signed by John Singleton for the Newtown Jets. So at his first game, he he scored a try, leapt over a couple of wingers and scored the Newtown's first try that season and became the first player to uh, score a try in the New South Wales Rugby League and score a touchdown in the NFL. I think he still is. But the moment I wish I was there for was when, because he was a running back and never had any you know, experience in passing the ball or throwing the ball, but the marketers, the powers that be at Newtown, said to Manfred, hey, Manfred, why don't you take this ball at halftime and chuck it over the grandstand? <laughs> and the story goes, Manfred Moore was like, well, I'm not a quarterback, I'm a running back. <laughs> and apparently he was standing there. There's, there's a, I, didn't, I didn't know this was real or fiction, but there's, actual, there's an actual picture of this, of Manfred Moore throwing the ball. And the, his first attempt, he tried to throw it, and it was a, a limp attempt, and it barely made it to the first row of the grandstand. And everyone's like, who is this guy? How this guy throw it all over a grandstand? But apparently, divine intervention, second time round, just out of nowhere, he threw 
an immaculate <laughs> spiral pass over King George the Fifth Grandstand at Henson Park, and there's wow. a wonderful picture. Way over picture. the Jet Set Lounge. Wow. There's a wonderful picture of him doing yeah. so and the crowd going nuts. So, I wish I was there for that. <laughs> I wish I was there to interview the person who suddenly had a, like an NFL <laughs> ball smashed into their back window. Well, wasn't right. he? He won uh, the Super Bowl like 90 days before he yeah. signed with uh, first was trotted out for Newtown, I think. Absolutely. So what a what a contrast that must have been with the <laughs> 70,000 people at whatever Dome Bowl yeah. the Super Bowl was played out in America to what, like 8,000 people at Henson Park yeah, in the backwaters of Marysville. <laughs> and um, uh, I, I guess that kind of thing still goes on. <laughs> Very, right now we've got Usain Bolt in Australia oh, yeah. well, trialling for the Central Coast Mariners in the Aussie A-League. In the, uh, over the weekend in the paper, John Singleton referenced the Manfred Moore. Oh, really? Uh, oh, Moore, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he said, because he's a financier of the Central Coast Mariners, yeah. and he said, I'm not kicking in any money for Usain Bolt. <laughs> for Bolt, Baldy. he goes, I tried it with Manfred Moore. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was an epic disaster. Well, maybe they didn't need to get Usain Bolt to throw a gridiron ball over the stadium at Central Coast Stadium there. I've got another one, actually, that it revolves around our first pillar of progressive rugby league, which is throw the ball around, entertain us. Yeah. And that's the 1990 Ashes where Australia won 2-1 against the Great Britain Lions. You know, we're, mm. we're getting the Lions to us back and the Kangaroos to us back. Yeah. This was a thrilling series. So England won the first series, uh, the first game in Wembley. So, like, Wembley Stadium, A, 80,000 screaming British people. Second game was that game where Australia were about to be beaten, but they scored a length of the field try, oh. just set up by Ricky Stewart, inside ball to Mal Meninga. yes. And there was also an amazing try in that game where they threw the ball around and they got to Andrew Eddingshausen and he chipped it back in and Cliff Lyons, you know, caught the ball and dived over. So amazing tries. R- rugby league, international rugby league, at its, like, best, where both teams were genuinely tough competitors mm. and you could go for Australia guilt free yeah. <laughs> imagine yeah, never, being there that, in that atmosphere that. at Old Trafford Wembley you know watching uh, that Ashes series so yes. that's another one mm. wish I was there oh look yeah we'll, we're still taking uh, entries if you yeah. want to uh, let us know what moment in rugby league history you wish you'd seen live progressive RL at outlook.com twitter and facebook please get in touch We'd love to hear it. Um, I don't know why I did that. That sounded weird, didn't it? (laughs) Progressive Rugby League. Slugby gal and me, we like what we see when it comes to French-Canadian Rugby 13. You're messing with the tempo. Yeah, there you go. That was like, so. I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, Slug. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I did. But it was John and me doing it just as a duet. And yeah, yeah. I'm, it, it missed, sounded better. It, it, no, please. Yeah, no, you missed no, no, your baritone. No. Missed your baritone. Yeah, so wow. it's good to have you back. Good to have the band back together. That's when I'm not going falsetto. <laughs> I sometimes do. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we'll get into the international update. So, Catalans. Secured a place in the Super 8s. Oh, so congrat- congratulations. So they've done that with a rousing 44-10 victory over the Salford Red Devils, which it's a shame it had to come at the expense of a Tim Sheens-led team. Uh, um, correct you there, Tim Sheens is now coaching the Hulk KR. So, yeah, yeah. so it's not a shame. Oh, well. So take that, Salford sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, so again, Josh Drinkwater scoring a try uh, along with Josh Batieri and Kenny Edwards who scored two tries. Okay. Uh, but, uh, must have been flukes. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, uh, he must have just pretended to have a leg cramp and the ball landed, <laughs> the ball landed on his chest and rolled over the line or something like he that. He's a leg cramp specialist, isn't yeah. he? Um, but uh, we should make mention of Fuad Yaha who scored four tries in that game. Wow. So it, was, it was a try. Well, a tri- a tri- we really first. should dwell on this just for a moment because Catalan, Le Catalan, they were coming last after 11 games in April. And now wow. with one game to go, they've made the Super 8s. Yep. So well done. Uh, and it's Josh Drinkwater. It's the, it's the Drinkwater factor. It's, yep. it's, it's, he's changed that team, um, yep. at, least, at least in my opinion. And yep. I think he should be... It, it's, good. it's good for French Rugby League. It's good for fans of hydration. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. So what, what that means is the PRL can celebrate because we have one of our French outposts secured for next year right. in yep. the Super League. Yep. They... Are guaranteed That's to be it. there yet again, as they should be. Yeah. So that brings us to the championship. Yeah. And the battle for the top four, uh, where hopefully we'll see our second French outpost uh, fight it out yeah. to be able to secure their place in the Super League. Now you could. That's probably going to happen. Yeah. We could feel. We should feel relatively safe that Toulouse is going to make the top four mm. uh, because they have just beaten Rochdale fifty-two to ten, uh, which that was always going to happen. Uh, so that was Toronto. So uh, Toulouse have just beaten Halifax 1914. I'm sorry, I have to correct you. They lost to Halifax 1914. Oh, man, reading my notes incorrectly, you're right. <laughs> um, so that means uh, they're, uh, and I'll we'll go through the results as well uh, before we get to the ladder. London defeated Featherstone 14 to 7. Uh, Lee defeated Swint- Swinton 50 to 24. And Dewsbury defeated Batley 23 to 20. So just got to get the Rams in there, oh, even yeah. though they're relatively uh, uh, inconsequential to the results. There were two enormous games. Games over the weekend in top four fixtures. Toulouse, they lost to Halifax 14-7, was it? 1914. No, and London beat Featherston 14-7. I mean, yeah. those two games are just absolutely huge in the context of the season. Yeah. yeah. It was really quite um, serendipitous that the battle for the champ, like the draw just came out that way, that mm. the, 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 the second last game of the year, you had two games where uh, people uh, where the result of that had a direct impact on all of those teams playing those games making the top four to battle for next year so everything was online yeah, really good stuff um, so after those results look at the ladder Toronto of course already been crowned champions of the championship on 41 points in, in first place number two Toulouse at 31 number three London 31 number four Halifax 31 uh, five Featherston on 30 points and six Lee on 30 points now we can probably assume that that will stay as is if Two, three, and four. Toulouse, London, and Halifax win their next games. Mm. Sure, they probably will because Toulouse is playing my my fellas from Dewsbury. Uh, London's got Barrow, and Halifax has Rochdale. Um, Very but, winnable games. But you never know. There's the choke factor. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's you know, um, and all it takes is Featherston. Well, Featherston's playing Toronto in Toronto next game, so yeah. they probably won't win that. That's tough. Unless the Wolfpack decide, you know what, last game of the season. Let's just take it a bit easy before we oh, right. rest uh, up. Rest up. It's a possibility. Yeah. Um, and Lee are playing Sheffield, who they should account for. So mm. if Lee win and any one of those teams don't win, that's Toulouse, London, or Halifax, then they will probably sacrifice their spot in the top four. Mm. God, it's a bloody uh, jigsaw puzzle, isn't it? It is. It's really interesting. Incredible, yeah. So, um, and again, just goes back to, to Jono's advocacy for the Super 8 system. Yeah. It's amazing. What's interesting is that. The, obviously, the bottom four of the Super League and the top four of the Championship make the qualifiers, and they play off, and their table sort of starts again. The Super 8s, though, the top eight from the Super League, they continue on with their current point system. Mm. And then the top four from that 
have semi-finals and then it's a grand final for the Super League title, which, you know, is fine. But in this case, the top four is seven points ahead of the bottom four. So fourth place, I think it's Warrington, are seven points ahead of Hull FC in, in fifth place. Right. So seven points is a big gap to make up for any of those bottom four teams, which, you know, is a bit unfortunate. And it makes you wonder, why don't they... Why do they keep going with the ladder as is in that top eight? Why don't they sort of start it again? Or you obviously you want to give advantage to those top teams. Maybe give them a four-point head start for first, a three-point for second, mm. two points for, for third, one point for fourth, perhaps. Because at the moment, St. Helens are ahead by ten points. And like I said, there's a seven-point gap between fourth and fifth. I know these things can happen and it changes year to year, but I just wonder why they don't start the table again in an altered form. Yeah, that's a really good point. You'll probably get... It'd be really hard to make it fair for the... To finish in the top four before the Super 8s. Yeah. It's it's a big deal. Um, And it would be incredibly unfair to just start the point system again. But you're right, working out a good way to... Yeah, give them an advantage, mm, you know, maybe... Something to think about. Mm. Because, you know, in the top eight, all competitions, the NRL, you start again, basically. Okay, the, the top four have an advantage because they have second chance or whatever it might be, in home ground advantage. Uh, but they essentially start again and it's the, the slate is cleared from the, the previous regular season. So, you know. How do we get these ideas out there and moving? That's well, what I want to know. Well, Dan's our man in England. Yeah, Dan. So There you go, Dan. You go, There's Dan. a challenge for yeah. you. <laughs> There's a couch in Sydney yeah. on it for you. Uh, all right, so that's, that's Super League, that's Championship, that's what's happening there. Do we want to talk about the mooted Australia Tonga test in North America? Sure. So uh, just acknowledge that it's, it's mooted. And it's, 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 so uh, to be played, I think, post-season next year yeah. uh, in the 25,000-seat Red Bull Stadium in New York. Okay. Uh, thoughts? Well, I'd like it unmooted <laughs> and, and sort of... And, you know, and locked in. And locked in, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they're playing it in America. I don't really understand the idea of just playing random games in America. If you're going to go to America, you've got to really invest properly and and do it from the ground up okay maybe this might work but Australia versus Tonga in America I think it's there'd be plenty of Australians who would want to see that you know Australians of Tongan heritage Australians of whatever heritage I reckon it would be actually quite successful in Australia the way the momentum behind Tonga so I just don't really I think it cheapens it a bit to take it to America it becomes a bit of an exhibition Uh, and I think the American the American market has to be invested in properly yeah. and you can't just think taking a test here and there is going to do anything. It seems like, uh, yeah, capitalising on an idea rather than what's actually happening. Sure. I.e. the fact that there's definite growth mm. in um, the support for the, the Pacific Islands mm. tests are going on in Australia. Yeah, that's right. So we, we, know it, we know it's happening, yep. whereas the North America thing... Dare I say it? Bit of a fad. Well, I mean, they they've got a competition there, and it's it's growing. They're trying very hard, and yeah. So this test is being bankrolled by um, Ricky Wilby, who's the guy who wants to put in the the New York based Super League team, right? Okay. With Pac style, but okay. I mean that probably won't go into this into the decision making of whether this test will go ahead because the NRL, which is sort of proposing this test, isn't interested in with doing good things for the Super League. They're not about doing bad things for the Super League. But yeah, they don't care. They're, they're no. like, well, yeah, why? We're not trying to build an audience for your new expansion team. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think, Miguel? Uh, 
I think it's interesting. I just, uh, I'd like to see more. Um, mm. But uh, I'm, I'm all for it as long as everybody agrees to it. Like, I really don't like it when uh, exhibition games go ahead in, you know, expansion territories and, you know, the clubs don't like it or... And there's one strength yeah, side. Yeah, and and well, like, like, you know, everyone thinks it says, says it was poorly planned. I, I'm, uh, I'm up for any game played anywhere yep. as long as everybody, all stakeholders, are for it. Yeah. So ah, sure. Um, I just hope that uh, it's it's planned out properly and everybody gets on board. Cool. Or nobody can get on board and they decide to not do it. That's also fine. <laughs> you just want um, you just want uh, unanimity. What am I saying? Uh, <laughs> I can't tell you. Unanimousness. <laughs> Unanimousness. Oh. Um, all right. Cool. So staying staying in America, we'll move to uh, Central America. Specifically, El Salvador, where I can announce they have established their first official rugby league club, my friends. Ooh, the uh, Los Pumas de Occidente, Western Pumas in uh, English for us. <laughs> uh, so they're based out of the city of Santa Ana, and their training base is the Catholic University of El Salvador. Oh, good. Um, so they're currently waiting for another team to be established and their, comp- <laughs> and their domestic competition to also be established. But when that happens... You can bet Los, Los Pumas de Occidente. Is it fair to say they're favourites for the El Salvador title? I'd say. I think they're going to take <laughs> yeah, it out. Yeah. I think so. Uh, but still, it's, uh, it's good news. That, that, that it shows that there's tastes and there's people willing to do the work on the ground to get things Fantastic. running. So right. uh, I say I can't wait for uh, the El Salvadorian Domestic Rugby League to get up and running. Kudos. Um, it will be fantastic. Yes. Uh, and then uh, just moving on, uh, Rugby League World Cup related. So uh, the draw for the Emerging Nations World Cup this year in uh, St. Mary's in Sydney uh, in October has been announced. So that involves 11 teams. Japan, Hong Kong, Malta, the Philippines, the Solomon Islands, Turkey, Niue, Poland, Greece, Hungary, and Vanuatu. Right. I have two thoughts on that. Number one, there's a country I've never heard of before in there. What's Niue? Pacific Island nation. Yeah, they're a Pacific Island nation. And I'll I'll admit, I, I did not... Knew, no, they existed until the World Cup last year right. when they played a warm-up game against Lebanon at Leichhardt Oval, which I went to. because I, I think I, I'm reasonably good at geography. I've never heard of them. Uh, and uh, I think they're one of those... They're a very small island nation, and I think you know they've got a... The population of Niue, people of Niue descent, is higher like in Auckland than it is actually in mm. Niue because okay. it's quite a small place. Right. Um, what about Greece, uh, part of the emerging nations now? They used to be, well, I, I remember watching them against Italy at Cogra's Jubilee Oval. You know, <laughs> they were strutting their stuff, so I yeah. would have thought they were a bit higher than an emerging Beyond nation. emerging? But maybe they're the favourites for this. Maybe they are. Maybe, maybe their are. rugby league fortunes have been matched to their economic fortunes <laughs> yeah, lately. <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to ask is St Mary's. Why is that suddenly the hub of, of, of sm- smaller rugby league nations? Didn't we have a test in St Mary's? Think, yeah, that was South Africa and Malta. Yeah, so what, yeah. what, what is it about St. Mary's that is drawing uh, all these... Uh, it's a melting pot. I don't want to say minnow. I think that's a demeaning term. Yeah. Uh, I think they've probably got, uh, you know, pretty cheap grand hire fees. Is what it, <laughs> I think is probably what it all comes down to. Uh, I'll go with that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, look out for that in October. Um, come and visit me on the hill. I can't wait. I'll be cheering for all of them. That means we... How am I going to pick power? I'm going to have to go rock up with 11 flags. Well, start at Nui and go That means we can keep the podcast going for another month. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so thus ends the international update, friends. Oh, beautiful. Ripper. Absolutely great. And now, uh, obviously, we'll get into the PRL moments. Um, uh, Very quickly, my PRL moment is just um, thanks to the Eels and the Bulldogs in the NRL. Mm-hmm. Uh, should have been a 
extremely dull match, but it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, that last 10 minutes was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was sure. <laughs> no, I wasn't quite sure what was going on, but it was fun to watch. Um, and thank you. Like, By all accounts, that should have been a dull game, and it wasn't. I enjoyed watching that. So thank you guys well for keeping dead rubbers, really, interesting mm-hmm. in the NRL. My PRL moment of the week, Anthony Milford again. There was a, a try during the Brisbane Panthers game where Milf put in a little chip and chase and there was a try scored off the back of it. It was just wonderful to see. Turn back the clock from yep. the 80s. It was, like, it was like I was watching Phil Blake again. The great Phil Blake. El Tricky Trindle. Yeah. So, good on you. Does, does Anthony Milford's progressive moment get cancelled out by the hair pull? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Well, he did apologise for it today. Oh, did he? Yeah. Good. Well, I mean, I don't know what to say. <laughs> bad, bad Milf. Bad Milf. <laughs> Now, um, the thing about the chip and chase I love, you, you, you're punishing smug fullbacks. Yeah. You know, who, who think they can either stay way back or way forward and, yep. and forget the chip is even a likelihood at all. Arrogant so fullbacks. Good, arrogant fullbacks. They've had it too good for too long. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's about time somebody put them in their place. That's right. Uh, my PRL member of the week. So the Brisbane Broncos women's premiership side have just signed Taylor Mapusua, which, whatever, that's just a player signing, but... She plays rugby union, so it's a poach for oh, rugby league. Thank you very much. So a bit more of that. Get out of ya. Is that progressive? Yeah, why not? What, <laughs> what, what's wrong with that, mate? I've got a feeling like 90% of the players in the women's rugby league will have played rugby union at some stage. No, you can have played rugby union at some stage, but she was assigned, uh, she represented Australia in the whatever last t- tournament right. the Australian okay. women's rugby league rugby union team was in, so... Uh, one for the good guys there and I think it will be uh, the ultimate moment of satisfaction will be when we sign an AFLW player <laughs> yes wow. so I'm waiting for that one to drop but there you go Elise um, Perry on the radar at all <laughs> I don't know who that is okay <laughs> uh, and I, I did also in researching my period moment of the week I found out that the CEO of the Brisbane Broncos women's team is a woman called Tane Drinkwater and I wonder if she's any relation just well, putting that out there why not have to be yeah. Drinkwater dynasty <laughs> In rugby league. <laughs> um, so Drinkwater's doing great things both on the field and in the right. so Well <laughs> done. Right. Well done, the Drinkwaters. All right. Well, look, guys, what can I say? Absolutely wonderful to be back with you after uh, a, a week away. And <laughs> oh, so much rugby league, so much joy to be had. Uh, thank you, guys, and uh, bye all. See ya. See you all in rugby league we trust. Cricketer slash uh, international soccer player. Right. Wow. He literally doesn't know anything about any other sport. <laughs> Why would you want to? What's there to know? They all suck. Uh, there was a moment there where I thought you didn't know who Michael Jordan was.